0: All right, we are live on this Tuesday. It's 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time over here on the east coast of Canada. Stefan Maillet, my name, addedsouls.com is the website. I am a minister, ministering alongside with the East Coast Church of Christ. By all means, check that out, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. Analyzing the lyric is the theme of our schedule this day. We go weekly, of course, Monday to Friday with our early bird podcast sessions. And on Tuesdays, we analyze the lyric. What lyric are we going to be analyzing? Down in a Hole by Alison Chains. By Alison Chains. A deep and sorrowful path downwards, spiraling downwards as a man who is fighting addiction finally, of course, succumbs to the death it brings along and it's a it's a hard one today i'm gonna try not to weep i have to kind of stoic my mind and you know not associate myself so closely to the emotional investments of my past but it's a an important one to analyze i think and uh it should be interesting nonetheless so by all means housekeeping stuff please consider subscribing to the channel Doing that helps us continue to create this kind of content, and by all means, please give us a rumble, a little plus sign, give us a thumbs up if you're viewing this on other platforms, interact with it, emojis, sharing, comments, all that kind of good stuff. Perhaps someone out there is struggling also with various things we discussed throughout the week and is seeking answers, seeking comfort, a support system, a support group of sorts. Well, here we are, the added Souls Ministry online, digitally coming to your minds uh, through the uh, through uh, the devices we have, right? connected together. There's so much being done for what is evil that uh, why not counteract that and try to do something that's good. So here we are, down in a hole by Allison Chains. Allison Chains, of course, um a powerful band in the 90s i was introduced to them with their first album facelift and their uh title debut there and that was just a poof man when i saw that on on uh much music i was like dude they got that sound i'm looking for you know they, they it's just it was unique for me it was dark it was heavy and it was unique. They had their own sound with it, you know, just like Soundgarden had their kind of, their niche, their, their, their atmosphere. Then you had Pearl Jam, they had their thing. You had Blind Melon, they had their thing. And all of this was creating the experience of the 90s kid. And I certainly was a 90s kid experiencing everything that was around. And when you go to various parties, you'd hang out with friends, you'd just do this, that, and the other part of life was this soundtrack, Right. And, uh, the nineties soundtrack when it got into the grunge stuff. And of course I'm not purposely leaving out Nirvana, right? Nirvana kind of being the crowned Kings of the, of the genre and the era. But I don't, I mean, I don't put all the bands I've named. I don't, I don't see them as, as identicals. I really don't. I've really seen them as unique. They really have their own, uh, their own sound to that nineties, uh, element and, um, yeah, Alice in Change was a powerhouse for me. I I I got that album. I thought the album was deep. It was dark. It was it just had that sound that I could associate with and uh found it to be quite quite fascinating. And of course I've been with them since. Uh some sad stories along those lines. I'm gonna open up, as we do at times, a website here to get us uh I think it's uh let me see. Let me just check something here. There we go. All right. I think we're going to find what we're looking for over at songfacts.com. Yeah, that's where I usually go. I have a few places I'll go. With um, some individuals who have due diligence in the realm of documentaries and books and stuff like that regarding bands and their songs and what the what, what the band and uh, the writers uh, have said themselves of what the song means. Anyways, the dot com if you're looking for the meaning behind certain songs and things like that. So, songfacts says quote, guitarist Jerry Cantrell wrote this about the love of his life, Courtney Clark. This song encompasses all of the insecurities and self-doubt inherent in a relationship. Quite different than one might think, right? When you see, of course, the lead singer singing this song. Now, with singer Lane Stanley singing the lyrics, this could be seen as a foreshadowing of his death from a drug overdose. He had been fighting his addiction for years. And this song can be read as part of this or his struggle with that. And I mean, most of us see it that way. Most of us see it that way. But yet again, as it has become common tradition with our Tuesday analyzing the lyric, a lot of the time, the songs, the writer did not intend for what the masses understand. (laughs) <laughs> to a certain degree, is not not true with the scriptures, the Bible, the 66 books of the Holy Bible, as coming from a Christian perspective that uh, most of the world reads the Bible void of the author's intent for our understanding? We kind of just make it out to be what we want it to be. You can do that with music the realm of subjectivity found within the lyric of a song can certainly allow for various interpretations. Whatever you feel it, it, it adapts to you in a certain way, it's fine. I mean, no, there's been no breach of uh, law here or anything like that. However, when it comes to the Christian religion, uh, that is different. Uh, the scriptures hold objective absolutes. They hold standard and moral uh, equality that cannot simply be interpreted to each's own understanding. No, it is a foundation. It is a book structured with a doctrine that cannot be deviated from, contaminated, or removed, or added to. Well, that that is different when we speak about music in the realm of entertainment, and uh, lyricism, and the song, and all that. We can listen to Down in a Hole, and if you listen to the acoustic version that is found live on YouTube, it's just a beautiful one. It brings a tear to my eye every time, but you can see the pain and sorrow within singer Lane Stanley as he's battling addiction, which finally took his life, and you hear him singing this song, and you think, well, this must be a song about drug addiction. Well, lo and behold, guitarist Jerry Cantrell, who continued after Stanley's passing, Uh, Staley's passing? Uh, Lane. Let's just make it Lane. Uh, This French guy trying to pronounce English words sometimes don't fit properly, so please forgive me and bear along with my uh, suffering. So Lane's passing. Well, Jerry kept going and has made, man, platinum album. I mean, to me, classics. Uh, But anyways, perhaps for another time we'll discuss those. But anyways, so you would think watching lane staley's singing staley staley's remember forgive me uh lyric that yeah this song has to be about addiction but lo and behold jerry cantrell wrote this about the love of his life courtney clark this song encompasses all of the insecurities and self-doubt inherent in a relationship And it's kind of interesting, isn't it? When you find out what the author's intent was for our minds, how differently the text, of course, or the song becomes when you listen to it. We've done, again, it's to the tradition of our Tuesdays analyzing the lyric. Many folks thought a certain way regarding ACDC's Highway to Hell, regarding Black Sabbath's War Pigs, uh, and many other songs. And then when you find the context and what's really going on behind the pen, who wrote the song, you're like, man, that don't mean nothing at all what I thought it meant. Well, lo and behold, would you believe it? And please allow me uh, to insert this one in. It's the same with the Bible. Would you believe it or not? You've been told that the Bible means this, that, or the other. You've perhaps read it in in in, 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 uh, in um out of context ways, and perhaps your idea of what the Bible really says and really means ain't what it really says and what it really means. May I insert that seed within your mind, please? I had to come to that, uh, uh, that very moment in my life when I recognized, hey, you know what? The Bible doesn't say what many people interpret it to say at all. Matter of fact, most who interpret the scriptures interpret it according to their own desires, and it has it's not what I can read, and it's not what the Bible actually says. Kind of goes like this. The Bible says two plus two makes four, and the rest of us say, well, I feel like it makes seven. Another one says, well, I feel like it makes three. And then another one says, well, I really, I'm sold on, it means 12, and that's all there is to it. But when you actually read the book, two plus two makes four. And again, you can't deviate from the scriptures. That's a divine authority. But when it comes to analyzing the lyric and today's lyric being down in a hole, well, of course, you can make it out to be whatever you want it to be. And if it don't hurt anybody else, you're good to go. But the fact is, the context and the history behind the song was regarding the love of his life. Whose life? Jerry Cantrell's life. Courtney Clark. That's the song. So in the liner notes uh, of 99's Music Bank Box set, uh, Jerry Cantrell dedicated the song to, Courtney's Clark, uh, to Courtney Clark clark his quote long time love he wrote quoting him now it's the reality of my life the path i've chosen and in a weird way it kind of foretold where we are right now it's hard for us to both understand that this life is not conductive to much success with long-term relationships you live in the rock and roll life your life is about music you love music first and foremost and so though you may find a romantic association or lustful endeavors or even love to a certain measurement. Uh, you know, look at the entertainment world, both in sports, movies, and music. Um, marriage and long-term commitment in relationships uh, doesn't seem to be their uh, <laughs> their uh, forte, okay? Their, uh, their chief uh, priority. Well, on most versions of the album... Uh, the information continues to say in this article. Uh, this is fourth on the track list. However, there are some versions on which it appears twelfth right before the album closer uh, would. A version of this ape- also appears on the Unplugged album that was recorded and released in 96, the one I made reference to if you go YouTubing. If you've never heard Down in a Hole by Allison Chains, you want to go check out the Unplugged unplugged uh, version uh, on YouTube again it's a it's a sorrowful melody and it's well composed it's well written and um, if if you're an individual who interprets this song through an addictive lens uh, addiction to drugs uh, it's a heavy one to hold uh, it's a burden pretty heavy on your heart but again the song was not intended to be written for drug addiction okay though that would apply to the singer lane. The guitarist, Jerry, it's about, it's about the love of his life. It's about the love of his life. So uh, a version of this also appears on the Unplugged album that was recorded and released in 96 after Alice in Chains' three-year absence from live performances. All right, so that was a bit of information there from songfacts.com. And of course, if you're looking for a visual image of the band itself, there we go, it's on the screen. You have the individuals there. The one that is, uh, well, I don't know how to uh, set him up there, but Lane would be uh, the one with, uh, I guess, the bluer eyes, <laughs> the blonde. Not the blonde with the long hair, but with the curly hair and that earring there sticking out there on his left uh, ear. That That's the individual there that um, sadly passed from uh, his uh, drug abuse. And uh, Jerry is the other guy, the blonde with the long hair, over on the way far, either left or right, whichever way, which way you're seeing it there. And he's the one who wrote the song, and it was about his lo- the love of his life. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what they looked like over there in the '90s. I like to capture the image of these artists where they were at when they wrote the song, or are close to where they were at. But anyways, there there they there you go. If you want a visual, that's that's the band right there. Good stuff, huh? I feel so sad that they had to lose line. He was such a, man, powerhouse behind the microphone, right? Okay, so now we're going to put on uh, the lyrics on the screen. And you and I together, we're going to check that out and go through it and analyze it accordingly. I'm going to drop down my video so I can be all, be here with you. You know, there we go. All right, all right. Down in a Hole by Alice in Chains bury me softly in this womb. Okay, two perspectives taking place, right? We have the guitarist who's speaking about the love of his life, and we have the singer who's talking about his drug addiction, drug abuse. Hardcore narcotics, Mr. Brownstone, right? There's another one we should do. Many people think Mr. Brownstone was Guns N' Roses' homage to heroin. We'll check that one out another day. But, uh, yeah. Um, the singer, heroine, got him. Uh, the guitarist, it's about the love of his life. Bury me softly in this womb. I give this part of me for you. And if I may say, interestingly enough, the two aren't so separate. Though context, speaking of one in love and the other in addiction, as one whose past life is certainly laced with addiction to hardcore narcotics, um, it's pretty close. It's pretty close because addiction to drugs and alcohol do become the love of your life. It does become the love of your life, and you associate with it the same way. That's why a great many artists, they write, or poets, they write in such a way as to make you think they're talking about a loved one. Yeah, the loved one they are speaking about is the drug they are consumed by, overtaken by. I love you, Mary Jane. So if we keep going here, bury me softly in this womb. I give this part of me for you. Sand rains down, and ah, here I sit, holding rare flowers in a tomb in bloom. We are nothing but sands in an ocean of time, right? Bury me softly in this womb. This love, this comfort I find is so uncertain, and the more you find something you love, it seems the more anxiety you cultivate for fear of loss, right? I love my kids so much, I fear every day that I'll lose them. Well, it's the same with drug or a fellow mate, right? Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Bury me softly in this womb. It's a womb, but it's a tomb, isn't it? Yeah, it's uncertainties in this world. And this is, of course, uh, written by individuals who are not (laughs) practicing Christians or anything. But from a Christian perspective... As to the dial of our channel and theme of our day, we can certainly associate with this truth. Love is true, it is real, it is an emotion and also a sacrifice. It is agape to the Christian, a sacrificial action towards another, a selfless uh, practice towards another, and uh, death, tomb, death is real. We know we must depart from this earth one day, we all have to, that is the consequence of sin. Bury me softly in this womb. I voluntarily provide my mind and my body to this womb, to this location in which I find love, where I find uh, uh, um, pleasure, if you will, from both perspectives, the drug or the love of drug, whether it be a woman, a man, or a substance. Are you with me? Okay, bury me softly uh, in this womb. A womb is a location of security, is it not? It is a location in which one would uh, be found in uh, provision, where you get your warmth, where you get your your nourishment. The womb is a location where one should be found in security. Sadly, in our corrupt and fallen nation, we now legalize the practice of murdering what (laughs) he or she that's in the womb. That aside for another podcast and another another theme, perhaps a topical discussion on our Thursday topics. But anyway, so here in, the, in, in in the context of the song lyric, a womb is the location of security. It, it's, it's vulnerable. I mean, you're in a location where there are certainly some threats, some foreign threats, some outside threats that could damage you, that could have you uh, in a lot of trouble within the womb, but the womb is warm. It is uh, providing nourishment, It's providing love. It's providing a sense of security. So bury me softly in this location. I give this part of me for you. I'm willing to uh, be vulnerable and give up this portion of my being in order to be found in yours, this security. You, You allow me. Sand rains down, and here I sit. It's a fragile location, isn't it? And the more weight you put on it, it might collapse. Holding rare flowers. What do flowers have? Well, beauty, right? The It holds an aroma. They hold an aroma that uh, certainly um, comforts the senses or brings a thought to the senses in one way or another. It's holding rare flowers. It's beauty in this location, this womb, this security, this place of provision, of nourishment. Here I am, and I sit. I can't stand. I am in a seating position as this sand continues to rain down on me. It's uncertain. There is doubt. It's a tomb in bloom. You know, once it's reached its pivotal moment, its peak, its most highest dopamine rush, there ain't no other place to go but down. Down in a hole. Dun, 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 dun. Losing control. See where it's going? See how this is. It's beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is this is my stuff. This is up my alley. Which is, again, all the songs I've been analyzing for a purpose. And uh hopefully you do find value in this in the substance of the material being provided as we analyze. So bury me softly in this womb. I give this part of me for you sand rains down and here i sit holding rare flowers in a tomb in bloom isn't it like it's 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 such a poetic way to write because it makes what is morbid what is sorrowful also in fellowship with what is beautiful what is pleasant what it's just it's human experience it's the human experience whether you, you again whether you take this from the side of substance abuse, drug addiction, to hardcore narcotics, or to the love of your life, to someone you love very much. It's, it's, it's very, uh, for those of us who have lived in the world anyways, us Gentiles, heathens and pagans, uh, we've experienced this, uh, pretty hardcore. Down in a hole, and I don't know if I can be saved. I'm down this rabbit hole, man. I'm knee deep into it. Matter of fact, I'm neck deep in them. I'm, I'm buried. I'm being buried here, man. The sand keeps piling on. Why can't I leave? Because it's comforting under the wing of a dragon. That's why, man. That's why. When you're in love with someone who is toxic, when you're in love with someone who might be bad company, not good for you. It's a hard one, man. You don't want to leave. You know you should. You know it's going to end badly you know there's an end coming it, it, in french uh, we say yen pauvre fate it is it man yen pauvre fate so va pas finir tu vas voir ça va pas finir it's not going to end very well That's what i'm saying in french but still man that that pleasure right that that love man down in a hole i don't know if i can be saved i don't know if i want to be saved I don't know if it's possible. Well, of course, through the gospel, everything is possible, not in man. (laughs) Jesus said in man that in man things aren't possible, but with God, all things are possible. It don't matter how deep you are in that hole, how much you have emotionally invested in that relationship, whether it be with hardcore narcotics or with a man or a woman. There's a way out with God, always. There's a way to forgiveness. There's a way to salvation. But I know where this pen is coming from. I've wrote it myself. I've written songs that express the same, man, the same difficult struggle we Gentiles face living a worldly life, a fallen world. It's a deep, dark pit down there, but once you're there, you find comfort. And though many up there, where the light is found, they're they're, they're extending help, they're extending their hand to pull you out of that hole. Man, you don't want to leave that hole. You know you should. You know you should. Because if you don't, you're going to die in that tomb, man. Lane, Lane, you don't have to die in that tomb. You didn't need to. You could have reached out. You could have tried harder. I don't know, man. Now you're gone. You don't need to stay in that toxic relationship. You don't need to stay with that individual. Maybe it's a good individual. Maybe it's a decent individual. Maybe she's not a toxic person. Maybe he's not a toxic person. Maybe he, he or she uh, truly loves you. I can understand being worried that something's going to happen to separate that union. We all, to a certain degree, perhaps live that way in marriage in the Christian lifestyle. We don't have to have that strong anxiety because, well, till death do we part. So we know that the only way we're ever going to have to say bye to each other is through death. And it's only temporary. We'll see each other again in heaven. But when you're in the world, this fallen world, you don't have that hope, do you? So what do you write? Well, down in a hole. And I don't know if I can be saved. Isn't that hard? Isn't that hard? Go on, get the Kleenex box. We're going. We're going there. No. Listen, see my heart. I decorate it like a grave. I'm prepared for it. I know where we're going. I know where this is going. Uh, the guitarist loves loves the girl of his life, and uh, he's going to lose it, though, because he's in the entertainment world. Things don't last. Divorce is coming. There's going to be a heartache. There's going to be a breakup. Well, what about the individual who's addicted to drugs? Man, ah, it's a fine line, Doc. It's a fine line, man. It's a fine line, isn't it? Man, oh man. Can't let it go, can you? It's going to bring you to the grave. And you know it. We foresee it. You know a great many of these artists, a great many of these artists, and I've, wrote, I've, wrote, I've written songs this same way because I was heading the, the same direction. Death. So when you know death is coming because of the way you live, you write about it when you're an artist. Of course you do. You see it coming. It's the great genius and the great foolishness of Gentile wisdom. And we know the way we're living is, is bringing us to the grave, but we're comforted by the grave, and so we fight and struggle within ourselves. Do we let go or do we move forward? Down in a hole, and I don't know if I can be saved. See my heart I decorated like a grave. Oh, you don't understand who they thought I was supposed to be? Look at me now. I'm a man who won't let himself be. Yeah. Self- <laughs> self-afflicted, right? Self-afflicted. You keep doing those drugs, you keep drinking that booze. It's self-afflicted. I know all about that. I know how hard it is to let it go. Why do you think folks like you and I, who've been Gentiles, struggle and fall off the wagon at times? We pick ourselves up. If we manage to survive the ordeal, pick ourselves up. Beg God for forgiveness. Speak to our loved ones. Confess our sins. Try again. Try again. Don't give up. You don't need to live in that grave. You may stumble in it here and there, But you don't need to stay there anymore as the sand keeps piling on. You don't need to stay in a relationship that is unstable, filled with all kinds of things that are bad company. You don't. Down in a hole, and I don't know if I can be saved. It's pretty sad. You have salvation and death right there. These are heathens writing this stuff. You know that, right? Are we so different? Yeah, through a... Through the salvation we have in Christ, we are different, certainly. We who are legal citizens of the kingdom, who have given and surrendered, submitted our lives to the greater good of the of our master, Jesus Christ, he has forgiven us. He has pardoned us. We are in the location of all spiritual blessings. But this world and the experience we have in this fallen world, it's... It, it's similar. It's, it's the same. Look at how they write. I write this. I, I I used to write the same way. I'd write the same way now. Down in a hole, and I don't know if I can be saved. Look, he's speaking about salvation. See my heart. I decorate it like a grave. Where is his heart? In a tomb, dying, death, life and death, salvation, redemption, the heart, the thinking mind. Man, it's a sermon. Could be preached on a Sunday morning behind the pulpit. Everyone come to the preacher afterwards. Say, man, that was a really good, pre- really good sermon. Where do you get those ideas? Ah, a song from Alice in Chains. Blasphemy! Fire him. He should no longer be behind the pulpit. <laughs> ah, boys, you're either gonna love me or hate me. That's okay. I love you anyways. Down in a hole, I don't know, and I don't know if I can be saved. See my heart, I decorated like a grave. Oh, you you don't understand who they thought I was supposed to be. Look at me now. I'm, I'm a man who won't let himself be. If you'd only go towards salvation, the mind. There's only one tomb we need to go to, and that's the tomb of Jesus Christ. All other tombs, they stay dead. You'll find dead men's bones in all other tombs. But there's one tomb that holds life, and that is indeed the tomb of Jesus Christ. And if your heart, your mind is right, friends, you can find salvation in that tomb. Oh yeah. First Corinthians, right? What is it? fifteen one to four or fourteen one to five. I forget now. Paul spoke those words to the Corinthians, Christians in the first century under the oppression of the Roman empire. He spoke about that grave. He spoke to the brethren over in Rome as well. Romans chapter six, verses three and four. If you got the right mind, if you got the right heart, Man, you go to the tomb of Jesus Christ. You'll be buried there. That's the kind of burial you're seeking. See, the problem with... The problem with uh, the pen of this song here is they were going to the wrong tomb, being buried in a a location where you'll only find dead men's bones. Death. We're looking for salvation. There's only one tomb that has salvation. You gotta go be, be buried over there. See how easy this is? If we just open our minds and think for a minute, you know. So... You don't understand who they thought I was supposed to be. Look at me now. I'm a man who won't let himself be. It, 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 it's, it's sorrowful, isn't it? Trapped into this uh, very deceptive web trying to get out. Down in a hole, feeling so small. Down in a hole, losing my soul. I'd like to fly, but my wings have been so denied. See, look at how he speaks look at the language here a burial a womb a location of of security and in the womb you belong to god don't you of course you do don't let any don't let anyone fool you you belong to god from conception to the moment you are independently accountable and choose to practice lawlessness alienating yourself against god But in the womb? Oh, you belong to God. You're in a location of security, spiritually speaking, for sure. But look at the language here. Being buried, womb, right? A tomb, beauty, flowers, a hole, a grave, salvation, the mind, the heart, who we truly are, transparency before the the mirror. Are we deceiving ourselves? Or are we being honest with ourselves? I think this Lyric is being honest to a certain degree from the Gentile perspective. Looking in the mirror, yeah, you know, if I keep going down this path, it's going to end up very badly. Down in a hole, feeling so small. Down in a hole, losing my soul. Give me the beat, boy, free my soul. I want to get lost in your your rock and roll and drift away. (laughs) Right? I'd like to fly. I'd like to be free. I'd like to be saved. But my wings... The ability in which, or the the channel in which I could utilize to be saved, has been denied. The door's been closed to me. Yeah, the door's been closed. Now, spiritually speaking, through Christ, the door's always open while you have your faculties. If you are independently accountable with the intellectual capability uh, to understand the gospel, then friends. Uh, there's no denial there. The world will deny you in a great many ways, but Jesus Christ will not deny you if you are capable of understanding and obeying the gospel. of. Uh, y- you can be saved. You don't need to live in the bondage of the tomb with dead men's bones awaiting certain death through the addiction we cultivate in this fallen world. He's, but the, the lyric says, but my wings have been so denied. He's been denied the access to life. In his mind, his worldview, his perspective, it's useless to try, really. It's been denied. Access denied. Salvation denied. Down in this hole, feeling so small, losing my soul, being buried alive. That's exactly what's going on. And it's interesting to look at the, um, the album album, image the visual from the album dirt. It's an individual in the sand being buried alive. It's crazy, isn't it? These guys, I'm telling you, there's a reason they're still around. Allison Chains made some uh what I call shelf life music. It has no expiration. While this earth turns round and round, there will be those of us purchasing Alice and Chains albums. It's just you know, it is what it is. We keep going. Down in a hole, and they've put all the stones in their place. I've eaten the sun, so my tongue has been burned of the taste. I have been guilty of kicking myself in the teeth. I will speak no more of my feelings beneath. (laughs) Grown callous to it. The access to salvation has been denied. I am comforted by this tomb, which I know I am being buried alive in. Death awaits me. But I'm going to keep going that direction. It's sad, isn't it? It is. It is rebellious. It certainly is. But you'd be amazed at the pleasure we find in rebellion. If there wouldn't be, no one would be living in rebellion towards God. (laughs) If there be no pleasure in sin, no one would be sinning. There's pleasure in sin, it's the consequences of sin. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's lawlessness. It's against God. We have to change the way we think. That's called repentance. And what's sad with the lyric is they saw they saw the need for change. but they thought the access was denied, so now they're losing their soul in this deep, down hole, right? Down in a hole, and they've put all the stones in their place. Stone is something very hardened, isn't it? A hardened Object, a hardened item, kind of to make sure you're not going anywhere. What did they do to Jesus? Make sure you roll that big stone in front there. What did they think was going to have it? Was going to keep the dead in there? (laughs) Of course, nothing could keep Jesus in the tomb. He conquered death. Again, you got to go to the right tomb. If you go to the wrong tomb, you'll stay there. But if you go to the right tomb, you will be born again, out of water and the spirit. It's all about which tomb you choose. Be wise in your decision. Choose the right tomb. Choose the tomb in which will bring forth life, a newness of life. Don't choose the tomb in which you remain as dead man's bones, down in a hole, and they've put all the stones in their place. Yeah, stones. Let's roll that stone over your grave. You ain't going nowhere, dead man. Dead man walking, I've eaten the sun, blistering heat, so my tongue has been burned of the taste. Yeah, I know what that's about. Once you've tried that drug, ooh, that's it, man. That's it, isn't it? Once you've tasted that first love, oh man, that's that's it. Should have never even looked at that. Yeah, well, man, are you with me? Goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Don't look at that tree. Don't smell that tree. Don't go close to that tree. Because the day you eat from that tree, you shall surely die. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Don't go close to it. You'll And you'll be safe. Focus on the 99 wonderful things you're allowed to do. Not on the one single thing that's out there that you're not supposed to do. Right? No, what did they do? I oh, well, They started looking at it, started thinking about it. And in comes that sneaky snake. You mean to tell me you trust the word of God? Well, yeah, he told us. Oh, man. You don't need to trust the word of God. He's just jealous. He just don't want you thinking like him. He don't want you being smart like him. That's all. You can go ahead and eat that tree. You won't die. We won't? No. We'll get smart like God. That's why he don't want you eating that. He, he, you don't need to trust his word. Bang. Here we are, thousands of years later, living the consequence of a fallen world. Ah, tisk tisk tisk. Why did you go and eat the sun? Now you burnt your tongue. Telling the child, don't put your hand on that burner. Burn your hand, boy. A few minutes later, ow! The child screams, starts crying. What did you do? Put my hand on the burner. I've eaten the sun, so my tongue has been burned of the taste. Yeah? Did you try out fornication? Having sex out of wedlock? Fun, isn't it? It's a fun sport, isn't it? Oh, man. You're gonna burn, dude. Adultery? Ever try that one? Having sexual relations with a woman or a man that don't belong to you, that is wed to another? Dude, may taste sweet, but that's gonna burn. It may look sweet. It may be attractive. Oh, that bright, flickering flame, right? Yeah. Then you put your hand in that flame, and it burns, don't it? Yeah. Sexual perversion, sexual deviancies. Man, they may, they may, they may portray. It may portray itself like fun, but uh, the pleasure don't last too long before the consequences come along, don't they? Yeah. Lying, cheating, thieving, gossip. What about all those things sin yeah sin looks attractive don't it i've eaten the sun so my tongue has been burned of the taste grown callous to it grown callous to the sin it's just part of life now i've been guilty of kicking myself in the teeth yeah <laughs> self-afflicted right self-afflicted discouragement depression the consequences of living in sin you've grown calloused you know The first time you fornicate, you're like, oh, that was exciting. That was fun. But that was wrong, wasn't it? I shouldn't have done that. Man, I got to try not to do that again. But you do. And you do. And the months and the years, they move forward. And you've grown dull, haven't you? Now you're guilty of kicking yourself in the teeth. (laughs) I thought drugs and alcohol were going to be fun. I thought fornication was going to be fun. A few decades later, it ain't so, ain't so much fun no more, ain't it? Yeah, now it's a... Now you're in a dungeon. Shackled. You're a slave now, aren't you? I will speak no more of my feelings beneath. What's it worth, anyways? What's it worth? I can't be saved. My access has been denied. I'm in this tomb. It's a beautiful tomb. But it's a tomb in which I'm gonna die. This tomb which began to be so beautiful now is ending up to be some kind of a dungeon, right? A jail, a cell, down in a hole, feeling so small, down in a hole, losing my soul. I'd like to fly, but my wings have been denied. Then he says, bury me softly in this womb. Once again, oh, I want to be inside of you. I give this part of me for you. Oh, I want to be inside of you. Sand rains down, and here I sit, holding rare flowers, Oh I want to be inside of you in a tomb in bloom oh I want to be inside interestingly enough side note nirvana wrote a song called in bloom <laughs> eh, for another day perhaps down in a hole feeling so small down in a hole losing my soul down in a hole feeling so small it it, it it's it's a sad song it is right it, i mean it, it, it's a sad song and there's no doubt about that. Um, it's 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 written quite... Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know what else. I guess the descriptors have flown my thoughts at the moment. But um, yeah, there it is. Alice in Chains, down in a hole. And uh, that's what it's about, right? We've analyzed the lyric from both the perspective of the Gentile and the perspective of the Christian and how it all wraps up. Listen, you don't need to be down in a hole if you're with Jesus Christ. I was down in a hole and I could relate to this, this lyric very closely. Matter of fact, I have to speak to you in detachment or, or I'll weep. Really, I'll sob. It, it's, it's, um, it's hurtful because I see also who, have, who I've lost, that I've loved, who are still in that hole. Now, nothing more than dead men's bones, friends, family, whom I've loved dearly. They're gone now drugs, alcohol, violence. They live this song. They followed the thing they loved, and they died with it. It's warmer than you think under the wing of a dragon. You might find comfort there in a very dangerous location, but once that dragon turns around, he'll devour you. I'm telling you. Drugs, alcohol, man. Man, I'm telling you, it's a hard one to let go. I know it. I'm 11 years now. I decided on June 26, 2011 that I was done. And I was going to follow Jesus to the best of my ability. So it's 11 years. But some days it stings just like yesterday. And it's been a long, hard road out of hell. Hey, man, we still stumble. There's a reason I created uh classes teaching classes and curriculums for uh, addiction, drug addiction and various other addictions, because there are addiction. If, if, man, some of us can be addicted to food, pornography, right? Materialistic things, and hardcore narcotics, drugs and alcohol. Uh, there's a reason for those things. It's because I'm a human being just like you. You fall, get back up. I've fallen. You want to help me get back up? That's what we do together in Christ. We share each other's burdens. That's right. So down in a hole, Allison Chains concludes our uh, Tuesday theme. Hopefully you find some value in the information. If so, please consider subscribing to the channel and uh, giving us a rumble, thumbs up, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Perhaps there's individuals out there that might benefit from this kind of content. Share it to them. Uh, you know, uh, we do this, uh, for the greater good of the kingdom, right? For the purpose of Christianity, true and pure Christianity, Bible Christianity, and um, I'm here to open up your thoughts to uh, a different perspective to Christianity, uh, because the world portrays Christianity in such a way that's just so crazy. And to be honest, many claim to be Christians are crazy people, and they give us a bad—they give those of us who truly live the life a pretty bad name. So um if you're uh, entertaining the thought by all means reach out to me we can study if you live over here on the East Coast you can contact me and we have we can have conversations uh, you know I'd love that for us to study together and all that kind of good stuff atitso.com you can get uh, you can reach me through there uh, EastCoastChurchOfChrist.com, you can uh, reach me through there as well and you can find me on Facebook and various other locations but uh, our podcast week is here on Rumble because well, freedom of speech. (laughs) We're allowed to say things that won't get us uh, censored or banned or all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that good? Stay focused, stay positive. Uh, Lord willing, we shall certainly see each other tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Wednesday is our Bible study sessions, and we are currently going through the book of Genesis. So if you look at the itinerary there in the show notes, you'll find uh, the days and the things we take care of. Monday is the sermon Sunday. Tuesday, analyzing the lyric Wednesday, Bible studies. Thursday, topical trip. Friday, socio political. And we are solely driven uh, uh, by um, our humble faith towards our Lord and Master. And we do so with the expediency of your support. Your financial support keeps the added souls ministry moving forward. And that is indeed something we solicit from you if you find value in what we produce. So consider signing up to. Uh, the Locals uh, channel, our Locals uh, location, added souls dot locals dot com, dot locals dot com. It's free to sign up, but you can choose to support monthly over there, uh, which keeps us going. Is that okay? I think that's about all I have to to say on this session. Good stuff. Till tomorrow, Lord willing. Peace out.